Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, you guys. We're super excited to have on our friend Josie Stafford from Six Pence Events today. She is a wedding planner. So we know there's a lot of you in the wedding industry that are listening and are in our audience, and we don't know anything about it other than the fact that we've both gotten married. So we're super excited to have someone on who actually knows what she's talking about in regards to service-based industries and wedding industries, and we're kind of getting into some meat and potatoes on all things referrals. Yeah. So exactly what you're going to learn. You're going to know how to ask for a referral without being like super creepy. You're going (laughs) to figure out the best and organic ways to get clients to refer you, vendors to refer you. We're jumping into incentives and giveaways and prizes and does that work and does it not. And what if you're new and you're brand new to business? How do you go about finding these people the right and the wrong way to network? How is this going to work for you and your business? And even if you're not in the wedding industry, I want you to stay tuned because all of these have super specific takeaways that are applicable to every single one of you. Today on the podcast, we have Josie Stafford of Six Pence Events, and we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Very excited to be here. Like I've said, excited, excited, excited. (laughs) Well, we know you know a lot about the wedding industry, and I just want to give a caveat to the people who aren't in the wedding industry. The content we're going over today is amazing for them, but it's also amazing for anyone in a service-based business or in a business that relies heavily on referrals, which actually goes for just about anyone. So I'm, I'm excited to jump in and see what you can learn. So I'm curious if someone is at the very beginning stages of business and they've never, ever asked for a referral, what suggestions do you have for them? So the kind of default get referral plan that most people have is to go to an event like networking, like a big group, maybe a BNI, which is more appropriate there, or a smaller local chapter here in Minneapolis. We have a ton of wedding related networking events. So they'll go, they'll bring like their huge stack, you know, that they just got in the mail from Moo or from Got Print or whatever it is of business cards. They'll go 
And then they just walk around and find someone else that's standing by themselves. And they'll walk up and they'll say, hi, I'm new here too. Ha ha ha. And then once they notice that they're holding like a big stack of business cards and say like, oh, what do they look like? And they'll show it to the person. And then they're like, here's 40. Like, can you pass them (laughs) out to everyone that you know? And that I think is kind of that I'm nervous and I don't know how else to do this. So I'm just going to pass out this piece of paper that has my name on it, but it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere because it's just a piece of paper. It doesn't really have any point of reference behind it or content. You didn't make a connection with that person. You're just like handing them. You basically them could have just walked in and like thrown out business cards. Like, And money. actually maybe Same that would have been more exciting, right? <laughs> Everyone's scrambling on the floor. Like, what is this? Is it? Oh, it's not money. money. Not money. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of the default. Instead, I would almost rather people never have their business card when they talk to me or when they're trying to get referrals. And instead, just try to make a connection. Ask me questions about me instead of talking about them and their business is a way to make them more memorable to me. And once they're memorable, then I'm going to get more interested in their business and look them up online. And once I look them up online, I might fall in love with their business and then they're going to be at the forefront of my mind. So when I go and I talk to clients or I don't talk to someone who's necessarily my client, they're going to be at the forefront of my mind. And I'm going to say, Hey, like you're looking for a calligraphy. Awesome. I just met this calligrapher. I don't know a lot about their business and I don't have their business card, but here's where you can find them on Instagram. You should check them out. And that's a referral. That's oh a referral. Oh my gosh. This makes me feel so much better because seriously, <laughs> we've been walking around for a solid year with business cards that make zero sense for a business. <laughs> and every time someone asks for them, I literally cringe and I say, no, I don't, like I don't have any, even though I have like 500 because they're inaccurate. They're based on yep. our old business. Yep. Like they have inaccurate information and they're like, I literally just threw them away yesterday. Yep. I was I'm, like, Goodbye. I'm on the verge. I'm on the verge. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think that they're important maybe to have, especially when you're like for wedding industry, when you're actually at a wedding, maybe some of the guests are going to be a little more corporate and they're going to be maybe an older crowd that's saying like, hey, actually my daughter is going to on the verge of being engaged and she's going to get married next year. That's an appropriate person to hand a business card to, right? Because they're seeing you in action. So that's how they're getting to know you. And that's how they're forming a relationship with you. And that maybe they're, they're of that generation where that's what you do. You have like this metal tin case that you put in your po- <laughs> front pocket and it has all the cards on it or a Rolodex or whatever it is. But I really think for peers in the wedding industry or creatives in general, I don't know how many creatives, you know, that are like, oh, yeah, let me show you all the business cards I collect or or what do they do with them afterwards? They get put in a a shoebox. I have them. I I look at them occasionally because they're pretty, but I literally like I couldn't tell you who 98% of the people are. Right. And as a planner, I think planners, it is a benefit to collect those business cards of businesses you actually like and you actually want to refer. Then when I'm at wedding fairs, I'm seen as a source of information. A bride can come up and say, you know what? I I have a planner, which is always a lie. Their planner is themselves and that's fine. But, mom. but they'll be like, I already have a planner. 
And I'll be like, that's, that's great. Good for you. What are you actually here for? Like, are you looking for flowers or a cake? And they'll be like, I really want, I don't want a cake. I want a donut tower. And it's like, awesome. I happen to have this card of a great donut place down the street that does donut towers for weddings. So that I think is really a great resource to have. But in general, when someone walks up to me and is like, oh, you have clients? Well, yeah, here's, here's all my cards. And wait, I have these made up packets that you could just, you could give to them when you meet with them. What, 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 what realistic situation (laughs) am I going to be sitting down with a client and they're going to be talking about their wedding and be like, Oh, but by the way, this stranger handed me a packet and now I'm (laughs) handing it to you. I know nothing about them. Good luck. Don't know anything. Flashbacks about them. to all these things I did wrong in the <laughs> yeah, early stages yeah. of my business. Well, oh my gosh. You, I'm sure, have been handed a ton of business cards, either the weird way or the good way. What are some ways maybe that you've seen the business card look different so they can stand out to you in the sense of like, if I'm not donut tower place, like, yes, it makes sense for you to have a business card, but you're still end up giving that to a person that's going to hire that donut place. And sometimes like business cards are just boring and they're like, there's no way for me to remember this person as the potential client. So are there some cool things that you've seen pop up that make some people stand out for you? For sure. Pictures. So photographers have the best business cards ever. They have to be the standard size. What I don't know what that is, like 1.75 by something. They have to be that standard size because then otherwise you have the ones that stick out. And I have OCD. So if they stick out, that means they're not all uniform. So that one is like, I really like this person, but it doesn't fit. But the front side will say like their business name. And obviously like brush lettering and hand lettering and calligraphy is really on trend right now. So that's adorable if you have like your name of your business or if your business is your name. And then on the back, it has like a really pretty picture. I like those ones because then, I don't know, I just like looking at them. (laughs) (laughs) But then when I hand it to a client, then the client like automatically is drawn in because they're like, here's this person, they have a business name, but look on the back, that's the picture that they took. That's their product. Same thing with like watercolor designers or calligraphy or anything like that, then you can actually see it. Okay, well, let's say you're a florist. Why don't you have a picture of a bouquet on the back? Like Mm -hmm. that would, that would communicate to the client, like, this is what I do. And notice how, like, not all the flowers are wilty and look how many large blooms are in it. Look how expensive of bouquets I can make or how pretty or pinnable or Instagram worthy. Love it. So if someone's more you know, like they're in business and they're like, okay, no, I need referrals. But they're looking more for like those client side referrals. How do you suggest they go about getting organic, like genuine referrals that aren't, you know, stuffy and forced? Like instead of sending out that email, like refer a friend, get $50 (laughs) off. So I think about this a lot because as a planner, my wedding brides and grooms, cannot be repeat clients nine times out of 10 for Mm -hmm. weddings because they're only going to get married once. And because my ideal client is the person that like believes in soulmates and believes in marriage, not as an institution, but as like two lives joining because of that, (laughs) like my ideal client is not going to be a repeat for weddings. Granted, I do also events, so they could have like their daughter's first birthday or their grandparents' anniversary, whatever that might be. But because I don't have those 
like Insta referrals, like, oh, I bought one print from you and now I want all of your prints or I bought this bag from you and now I want it in red, green, and blue. I think about other ways of referrals, which is their friends, right? So millennials all get married at all at the same time. So if one person is getting married, they probably are like either the third or the fifth or the 10th person getting married that summer. And because I offer day of coordinating, I can easily slip in at the last minute and like still have a service that is providable to that person. So instead of just saying like, refer me to a friend, one, I'm going to give really a really good service to my client to begin with so that I am memorable. Two, I'm going to give them like a little wedding thank you card and I'm going to put it in their box card box at their wedding. So when they're opening their gifts, I've already left. They've already gotten married. This is the next day. The whole thing's over. The contract has ended with me. We're done. But when they open their cards, they're going to see a card from me and be like, remember that person that was by your side all day long? Or if you're a florist, remember that person that gave us those gorgeous flowers and like now they're sitting on the counter wilting, but they're still kind of pretty. (laughs) And then I'm going to follow up with them a week later after if they do a honeymoon or not. But a week later, I'm just going to send them an email and I'm going to say, I have this whole list and I've got like a blog post about it, but it's going to be essentially like following up and saying like, I really had a great time. Did it you? Oh, you did. Can you leave me reviews? Cause that's how I get business. So that I think a lot of time times businesses forget that reviews are a referral. That's mm-hmm. someone saying on the internet, I loved this business and this is why. And especially if you can get your reviews on Google If someone searches your business, that's an instant referral right there because that's millennials. They want to see like what other people thought about it and what their experience was. And then you can follow up with them a year later on their anniversary. So that's like, you can automate that. You can plug it in so that after their wedding, you don't have to deal with it again, but it's still going to go out and it's still going to like be fresh in that client's mind to say like, Hey, do you have a friend getting married? Cause I still do weddings mm-hmm. and then they'll think about you. I don't know. Or That's the idea. Do you use like boomerang or something to schedule your emails out in advance or how do you handle sending I think ideally you could. I (laughs) use ConvertKit and Gmail and I will just schedule on my calendar. So I have a checklist. Every client that I book, I have this X, Y, and Z that gets plugged into the calendar. So whether that is following up with them a week before their wedding to make sure their timeline is finalized and then writing them, I draw all of my thank you cards personalized that will go into their card box. So that will go on the calendar and then a calendar appointment for like follow up one week afterwards. Mm -hmm. I have like a set script that I just kind of plug and chug so that it's personalized, but I don't have to spend every time I don't have to rewrite everything and make sure that it sounds good and pre-freed. So I have an I have a tip for you then. <laughs> I totally think you should still do the same thing, but instead of, you know, waiting a week to write the email, like go ahead and write all three emails, including yeah. the one that's like a year later. Yeah. The, like the week of the wedding. So it's really fresh in your mind and all this stuff. And then you use boomerang 
which it's free as long as you send less than a certain number of emails. Right, right, right. And it's going to be a personal email, but you can pr- you can schedule it to go out at a certain time or certain day. So you could literally write an email and then a year later on the anniversary, it It'll sends and you didn't have to mm-hmm. think about it at all. And I think sometimes like people are really concerned. They're like, well, what if they're not together anymore? And I just don't think that's a legitimate excuse not to do it. Because no, because no. it's like, well, maybe, but probably not. But you don't need to go is- Facebook stalk them. Exactly. And, like, make sure they're still married. Like, those yeah, the thing. If something catastrophic happened, I bet you would hear about it. And so remove them from the boomerang queue, and you'll be fine. <laughs> I think that's a great way to follow up with clients mm-hmm. afterwards. And you can, I mean, I think it's easier if you have a product based business, because then you'll have other products that you can say, Hey, I know you really liked X. I just introduced Y. And I think you'll also like it. And yeah. here's why. Well, this is similar. It's the same, almost the exact same time frame that I, when I was just doing photography for families, I would do the same thing and follow up because I want them to book me every year for their family sessions or for different events or whatever they have going on. And I could upsell products. And I definitely did that in a different series of emails, but it was like, happy birthday. Do you want to do this? Happy anniversary. Do you want to do this? And so depending on what you offer, just be mindful of those milestones that your client's going through. You can capture this stuff in initial surveys when you onboard them. It's stuff that you're just going to know while working with them, depending on what you do. But keep track of that somewhere and use it to your advantage. And it's a good excuse to reach out to anyone. So like if they're, you know, maybe you're not dealing with families, but you're more of a B2B business, you could keep track of uh, people still love acknowledging birthdays, like hands down, but also keeping track of like, when's their business anniversary? And like, could you congratulate them on another year of business? Or maybe they grew their team. And like, that's another excuse to reach out to them. So just keeping in mind, whatever kind of person you're dealing with, there's, they have their own set of milestones, and you just have to be mindful of whatever that is. Even if they're not your client, this is a referral. Remember our friend Danny, when we were in Arizona for the Savvy Experience last year, Danny came down earlier to celebrate her business anniversary, and she had some friends she was meeting up with. She was staying at a hotel. That hotel creeped on her before she showed up, realized that she was a small business, realized that it was her business one-year anniversary, and when she walked into her room, they had like champagne and candies and balloons and everything for her one-year business anniversary and gave her like something else. It was bananas, but she just talked nonstop about that place the whole time. And that's the whole point is that it's not that you're following up with clients because you necessarily want them to just buy from you. It's that that they you want them to feel good about the experience or the service or their product that they got from you. So then they tell other people, right? And that okay, I just like thought of this because someone else asked me to do it. There's this new company called Girlfriend Collective, and they're like sustainable yoga pants. They're made from like whatever percentage of recycled products. But they ask after after they send you your product, then they'll say, like, you should have received it by now. Like, let us know that you got your pants by like shouting out to us on social media and like take picture and use a hashtag why why wouldn't you do that for any product so then that is an 
that's an instant referral on however many followers that person has. Let's say they have 732 followers on Instagram. They take a picture in these yoga pants. They use the hashtag. They talk about their experience. Like these are so comfortable. I love how they form to my body and go over my belly button. And now other people are going to see that and they're going to say, Hey, I want yoga pants that go over my belly button. I want to know more. Let me search this hashtag. And then they're going to click to the website. That's a referral. Yeah. Yeah. This literally happened last night. I was talking about marshmallows because I like marshmallows. (laughs) And um, I mentioned a specific company that I really like. And someone on there was like, which ones I I started, I started a cart. I have these in there. And I was like, I should have got paid for this Instagram (laughs) post. I just got you a new client who's super excited to buy your product. But it's all, and I go out of my way to do that now for small businesses because. I, it doesn't matter if they pay me or not. If I really respect what they're doing, I yeah. want to give back to them. And so I try to talk up these other people who are right. just awesome and come across my path. So totally like unrelated, but related. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of questions pop up recently about doing giveaways or prizes or incentives for people to give referrals. And I know you kind of like briefly like dogged this a few minutes ago. <laughs> um, but do you think this tactic works? Is there a way to make it not so gooey and icky? Or what suggestions do you have about making that better? I don't know. Oh, well, obviously, it works. Otherwise, people wouldn't do it, right? Like HoneyBook right now has like a refer a friend thing. I know Young Living, I feel like they do a ton of, I feel like that's like a really big like essential oil kind of thing, the refer a friend or giveaway. I just think that me for like my business and the type of clients that I want to cater to, I'm not like a giveaway or a gimmicky kind of business. So I think it can work really successfully, especially like, let's just use an example, like around the holidays, photographers doing mini sessions, like refer a friend, get a mini session for yourself or something like that. I think it could work. I just don't know if you should put a lot of time into developing that when you can just really focus on the clients that you do have and giving them a good experience. Because that seems to me like that would be a bigger base for referrals. Someone who is your ideal client having a really great experience will maybe refer you more than the internet just having like a giveaway. I just think it's not as personal. Yeah, specifically about mini sessions. Whenever I was teaching for just photographers and I was in this myself, I would use mini sessions as a new client accusation technique of like getting in front of as many people because it was a lot cheaper. It was a lot quicker. I would set up shop in one location and just get people in every half hour. That's for me to meet as many new clients as I can. I don't care how much I'm charging people at that point because I'm not really there to make money. I'm there to make new clients. So if I can get you in for like one eight by 10 session real quick and you had a good experience, I want you to book for the big thing. Right. So using these tactics to get more people and not necessarily like, I'm going to give away this like giant package to one person. That person now is just in there for free. They're not going to be your ideal client because they're getting something huge for free. They're not going to give you the huge testimonial. And if they're working that hard to get something for free, they know other people who work just as hard to get things for free and not spend the big bucks. 
I just think I'm I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I don't I don't think that works. Referral getting like sending out an email and saying like refer me to a friend and get fifty dollars off blah 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 blah. I just that doesn't work for my business and I'm okay with that. So yeah. I'm sure I, the way it works that, for some people. The way that I've seen a sort of incentive referral work, it, it is I keep bringing up my photography experience, but. I would decide a minimum amount that someone had to spend with me before I would ask for a referral. So again, it's going back to finding more of those ideal clients that the people who are going to spend the big bucks with you or whatever, you know, your top dollar item is. And so they would come in and if they spent, if they bought my middle package or my highest package, I would give them referral tickets. They wouldn't necessarily get anything from it. I think might get like a free eight by 10, which cost me like six cents. But their friends that they would give got like $25 off their session fee. And I wasn't making money off the session fee. I didn't care if I discounted that because they're going to come in and people who spend high dollar on photography or package or whatever it is, no other people who are also going to spend that. Because if they bought the middle or the high package, that's the package they're going to tell their friend about. And they're going to say, oh my God, you need to get this thing from this person. And so you're almost guaranteed that this new person is going to come in and they're going to buy that exact same thing. Right, right. So on making it a better experience, I I mean, I think that's, I, I love that. But I'm also like, what specific things do you think people can focus on to make it better so that they do want to offer those referrals? Yeah, so there's a million things that I see. And that I think businesses don't think that people notice or are okay with not like improving, but I think they should improve. So number one is always going to be communication for me. Number one, absolutely. In business, in life, with my husband, number one, (laughs) communication. So if you have a client reaching out to you because they haven't heard anything from you in a while, that's a huge negative. That's a huge negative. If they're saying, hey, you haven't responded to my last three emails and I tried calling it and you didn't answer okay, you got to improve that. You have to. I totally understand that people are busy, but this is a person that's giving you money for a service. And for you not to provide that service, I think is stealing. It's kind of stealing, right? You're saying like, thanks for your money. See you on your wedding or see you later or see you never. (laughs) So I think responding to emails in a timely manner This is in, I have a course for how to get a wedding planner to refer you and it's all in that course, but having like whatever kind of schedule you want to have for your business and communicating that on your website or on Google that you are available during X times of Y days and that's it. I even have it in my contract and I go over it with every single client. I use the same corny line that I am available during business hours, which is Tuesday through Saturday, eight to five. Not that I won't answer your call outside of that. Not that I don't do emails at 9 p.m. at night. Just that, and I always say this, if you call me at 2 a.m., you can't expect me to answer or call you back. And you can't sue me because I didn't answer or call you back. And then everyone's like, oh, ha, 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 we'll never see you. I'm like, yeah, I know, because I'm telling you not to (laughs) in signing this document. But I think that's really important is communicating to your clients. And if you have a really needy client, then you just got to, you, you have to lay down the law and say, Hey, why don't we meet in person? I can give you the X amount of time to review this stuff, but then I have to focus on my other clients and just being really frank and open and honest. I think that provides a better client experience. I have clients all the time that complain 
that they don't hear anything from other people. And I try to like cover for those people sometimes and say, well, that's just because I'm always available and I (laughs) spoil you by texting you back at 6pm or whatever. Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And then the second thing, showing up early, staying late, delivering extra than what you said that you would. And I think a lot of people are like, well, then I'll be taken advantage of. And you won't if you work that into how you do your business. So let's say you're a florist and let's say we're talking about boutonnieres and let's say you work into your price 
a certain amount of pins for each boutonniere. So then you can provide extras. So then on the day of their wedding, when they're pinning on the boutonniere and maybe it's a single bud rose and it's super large, that's going to be too heavy for two pins. They have the extra pins and it's right there and they didn't have to scramble and find and use safety pins, which I have done before. Or let's say you're you know, selling a product and it's a shaker bottle. And instead of just including one of those metal balls, you include two. If you work that already into your price, your clients don't know that, that you, that they're paying for it. They think they're getting an extra added bonus. They think, how do they know that my dog's going to try to swallow this metal (laughs) ball and succeed because it's like a huge basset hound or whatever. And that's so nice that now there's two. So I think if businesses worked a a little bit smarter, they wouldn't have to work so hard, right? Because they'd already have these systems in place that they could impress and they could shine to their clients. And like clients don't know. All they know is what you tell them and what they've heard from other people. So if they've heard from other people that a certain officiant always shows up on time and you don't show up on time, you're going to look bad. Yeah. And you can work that into your billing hours. Say like, I know I'm always going to arrive 30 minutes early and stay 30 minutes late, but I'm only going to tell them I have an hour, you know? And I think the key thing to take from this is I think so many people get hung up in how do I get more people? How do I get more referrals? How do I keep doing this? When the basics of getting more referrals is just doing a good job at what your business is. If you show up for the clients that you already have and make them so freaking happy to work with you at every stage of the process, that is going to serve you better than constantly just trying to hit the ground, trying to get more people every single day. And that's like the whole point of blogging or writing newsletters or Instagram and how we're always like wanting more, more, more. I need more. I need higher numbers. I need a better return. But if you just focus on the people that you do have, then they're going to get a better experience and they're going to feel more value from that experience. And they're going to tell other people about it and it'll come organically. Awesome. Well, so I'm curious about the people who don't even get to the point of having clients. So, and I say this in a, I say this in not a mean way, but I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, I'm starting a business, yep. I have a business, yep. and they're so in the beginning stages that they're they have this I'm new and I don't know anyone right. mentality. And so the idea of even like, well, it'd be awesome to have a great experience, but I can't even get a single client in the door. Like, how does someone get started? So a couple of things that I did when I got started. One, I volunteered, and maybe this is like not the best idea in the entire world, but I volunteered to do day of coordinating for free for friends. And so what this did was one, it gave me experience. So then when I did talk to clients that were like, we're going to pay you for this service. Do you even know what you're doing? I was confident because I could, even if I could just relate to one example, that one wedding gave me a lot of examples. I could say, well, yeah, like what if the DJ shows up and doesn't know where he's hooking up the sound to or, or whatever, whatever that is. So don't be afraid to do stuff for free. I think doing stuff for free is of high value. And I don't think the word free should be applied to it because you are building relationships. You're getting your name out there. And hopefully if it's like a style shoot or a wedding, you're getting images And that can be useful in a lot of ways. Also, I think that that's totally 
an 100% a lie to say you don't know anyone that could be a client because most of us have moms and moms are usually great clients and great referrals, right? So talk with your parents, talk with your sister, talk with your cousin, get them really excited about it. So then they're just telling everyone and anyone, right? My mom's always like, oh, I was at the VFW and they do weddings there. I'm like, okay, great mom. That's not my ideal client. (laughs) And not because it's a VFW, but because my ideal client spends a lot on weddings. And so if they're spending a lot on weddings and they're having it at the VFW, that's awesome. That means that we're pipe and draping the entire interior. We're going to cover the floor with white roses and we're going to have a horse that carries the bride and groom into the venue, you know, so, so that's awesome that moms do that. But just know, like, anyone you talk to, that could be a source of referral. So whether you're at Starbucks, and the barista is like, well, how's your day going? My day's going great. I'm working on my business. Oh, what's your business? Well, I make frames, personalized frames for stay at home moms who want to capture the moments of their children's lives. Oh, that's so great. My sister stays at home. Oh, she does. You know, it just comes organically with just talking to anyone. And the more you can talk about it, the more comfortable you'll feel. And the more you'll um, get like your elevator pitch. So then you can only say the good bits that get people to like look you up online or to follow you on Facebook or to like spread the word to the people that they know. Yeah, I think this is a great opportunity to really practice owning who you are, owning the era boss. And when someone asks you what you do, or like you said, asks you something kind of totally off the wall that you can steer a conversation to practice to talk about it. I can't tell you how many times I've talk to the target cashier or the bank teller or, you know, the person at McDonald's because I'm there way too often and like (laughs) told them what I do and been genuinely surprised how interested they were and how willing they were to listen. And oftentimes it resulted in a let me get some business cards because I know such and such, or I want to tell so-and-so. And and even if it's not your own business, but like referring other people, it's a really unique way to like bring it up. Like, I can't tell you how many times someone's like, Oh, I love your manicure. And like, instead of just saying, Oh, thank you. I like go out of my way to be like, well, this is where I go. And she's awesome. And you need (laughs) to go get your nails done here. And people do. And it's awesome. So like be, if you can own who you are and own your business, but also go out of your way to help other people, I think it's just like the circle of like the universe like brings right. back to you what you put out into the world. And so I don't know. I'm I'm just super passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And I think an like another huge um opportunity for someone with I have no clients and I just started my business and I already maxed out my credit card, so I really need to start bringing in money or whatever it is. Go online and interact with people on Facebook. There's a ton of really great groups. But like you guys have said, you actually have to like interact. You have to like mm-hmm. post on the comments. You have to respond to other people's. You have to go check out what other people are doing. And every time, like this is from personal experience, every time I ask for something, I do something for someone else. 
And I'll go on their website, I'll look at their Instagram, I'll comment, and they do the same because they see me, that's that's called an interaction, a social interaction online, and it actually works. And then um, the same thing with like Instagram, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have any time, but then they'll be like on Instagram for four hours, that's me. And so then <laughs> if you're going to do that, then go on each person's picture and actually comment yeah. and say something meaningful like, Oh my goodness. Like, I love this bouquet. Like, is, are those scabiosa pods? Those are so weird. They freak me out or whatever. Like say <laughs> something like real instead of just like gorge, face, mah, kissy face. Like Janet Kutcher ta- talks about that all the time. Like, don't just use the word gorge and beautiful and awesome. Uh-huh. Say something meaningful to that person and really think about them. Cause thinking about them will make them think about you. And like, maybe that is me exposing what an only child I am that I'm super like (laughs) manipulative and I just like am nice to people so that they'll be nice back to me but that's (laughs) the world right you get what you give so give good so I just think that to say you don't have any clients yet I completely understand that but why are you focusing on the fact that you don't have any clients yet instead Mm -hmm. let's make a list of how you see other people get clients and then what on that list can you do Oh, yes. Do that. Make a list. Let's stop. Let's pause the podcast. (laughs) Let's get out a a piece of paper. Let's make a list. She just listed like 40 ways for you to go network with people. Get out of your corner. Put your cat onesie away. (laughs) Brush your hair. Or even if you don't, like I recently had like a little coffee meeting. I do this all the time. I meet someone I'm interested in with. I say, hey, do you want to go grab coffee and like just talk about ourselves? And they're like, yes, I would love to. And I met with this photographer who has a four-month-old, I don't know, I'm not the greatest at guessing baby ages. A small baby. Yes. And she came and and we had a great time. And then afterwards, she was like, it was so nice of you to just like accept me because I didn't even brush my hair and I didn't putting oh, makeup on I was like um I don't care like I, I don't care that you didn't wear makeup or that you only had like a certain amount of time to spend with me like mm-hmm. let's make the most of that time instead of like focusing on our insecurities and like well like I have nothing to say or I have no images to share like who cares let's just talk who about cares? what our plans are and, and what life could be and like let's just build a relationship so then yes. when there is like maybe there's a new couple and they're like we really don't have a lot to spend but we want a photographer that cares about us well, great. I have this photographer that's going to care a lot about you because she's still like starting up and figuring out and being a sing or being a stay at home mom and like new to this whole business thing. She's going to care yeah. a lot about you. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important to really focus on it doesn't matter how you show up, it matters that you showed up. So, yes. like, if you have a rough day and you look like a hot mess. Like generally you're the only one who cares. That's my everyday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I get super self-conscious when I don't have makeup on and I go to a meeting, but you know what? Like life happens. And honestly, you do not look that bad without makeup. So quit stressing out <laughs> and show up and be yourself. And I bet you can crack a joke about it and feel better at the end of the meeting because you went out of your way to network. And that's so important. Do you think there's any wrong way to network? Yeah. Like when you show up to a network 
working group, you walk around, you notice that no one is really there that you can feel comfortable with, and then you leave. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to make the effort to go, you should stay. And you should stay for the... When I go to networking groups, I don't always show up on time because that's my New Year's resolution, right? But... I stay. I stay like way past and I help clean up and then I help lock the door because I'm literally the last person to leave with the owner of the establishment. Because why wouldn't you? You already made the effort to go. And I just think networking events that are an hour are just like a hot, steamy pile of poop because it's like I need way more time than that. I need way more time than that. Well, and, and, you know, make the most of it. Honestly, if you're going to an event or you're going out of your way to do that, you're going to be so off track, like to think that you can go to this thing for an hour or two hours and then like come home and like be super productive. Like you're lying to yourself. Right. Yeah. You're like, make a day of it. Like go for four hours, have a late lunch, like leisurely do something in the afternoon. It makes me like sick to my stomach. Oh, Emily hates in person. Oh, I love networking. Okay, so back to your question. I definitely think showing up, if you forget your business cards, who cares? Everyone always forgets business cards. Like it's like the new business like faux pas that everyone has to do. They show up and the person's like, well, do you have a business card? And they're like, ah, I have lint. I have lint in my pocket. Can I give you lint? You Let Can me spell my business name with it. So don't even worry about that. Instead, just be really memorable. Have maybe something to write down notes with. I have like a blue Radisson or from Radisson Blue. It's a blue notebook that I bring with me. And I just like jot down a couple notes, names, business name. And then I can like search them on Instagram later. So show up, talk to people, move around. Don't get stuck in a conversation. Like if someone is just talking your ear off, this happens to me every single time I say like, oh, I'm a planner. And they're like, oh, you are, you have clients, you should refer me. And then they talk about themselves, talk about themselves, talk about themselves, talk about themselves. And then I have to be like, oh, I have to really, I really have to pee. I have a small bladder, which I did. So it's like usually the truth. But don't get stuck in one conversation. Try to talk to more than one person, but you don't have to talk to everyone. That's okay. And then afterwards, after you've spent four hours at a one-hour networking event, go home and follow the F up with everyone that you talk to. (laughs) Send them an email. When I go to hotels for tours, I have like a little postcard that has my face on it. And so I'll send that to them. Like, thank you for the tour. Follow up somehow. I think email is great because then it can be super personal. You could also just go on Instagram or Facebook and their last post, you could just write a comment like, oh, I know how true this picture is because I went there and it was so great. Or I knew you, I knew I was going to love your necklaces that you were talking about at the networking group. This is so adorable. Or even buy stuff from them if they have a product. I don't know. Is that too reckless? I'm a minimalist, so I would never do that. But I think you could. (laughs) And then make sure that you didn't just follow up one time, but follow up again. So if there's another networking group that's coming up and you talk to a person and they were like, I'm really introverted. This is my first one. I don't know if I can ever do it again. Email that person and be like, I'm forcing you, introvert, to come with me to this networking group because otherwise I won't go either. And then they'll feel guilty because you said you wouldn't go if they don't. And then you'll go together. And then you're following up, right? So I think really... 
the one and done, the I went to a B&I group once and it didn't work. Well, okay. I, I went to, you know, a Weight Watchers meeting once and that didn't work either. Like whatever it is, like you can't just do once. Like I took one class for clarinet and I still don't know how to play. Cool. <laughs> like that, that would never work. So I think it's like really consistent or not, not even consistency. I mean, consistently go to networking events, but they don't have to all be the same. Networking can just be like, I'm going to call up five gal pals and we're going to go to a hot bar class and we're all going to hate it because we never work out. and We just think hot bar is like for the devil, but we're going to stay afterwards and we're going to talk for two hours because we never do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. And now we just networked because we talked about our businesses and we talked about upcoming projects. Yeah, but Emily would be all over that. But the first type, she's like, um, uh, no. no. But it, it, it's okay. Like, and I think the following up is so crucial. Oh, oh. Like, I remember, you know, back in the day when I was doing design work for clients, and I was looking for not necessarily clients, but other marketing businesses that were too busy, right? That could hire me to like fill in the gaps because I knew that was an easier way to get clients than going to try to find them myself. Like they had clients, so I could steal theirs basically. <laughs> and I would follow up with these people right away. And I remember this one guy was like, Well, you're definitely gonna work for me because you hit my email inbox before I even walked in the door. Right. And he's like, the fact that you went out of your way to email me, he's like, no one ever emails me after these dumb events. I don't even know why I go. And like, you're going to stand out because the amount of people who follow up is so, so minimal. Yep. Yeah. And so be the person that stands out for them. And then they're going to go out of their way because you followed up. They're going to be like, oh, I should go look at her website or right. her Instagram or right. whatever. And they're going to do that secondary thing that makes it a lot easier for them to remember you later. And I think that's true. Even if you're talking, let's say I go to a networking group and the only people there are other event planners and it's like, well, crap. Like, <laughs> so we're all just fighting over the same pool of clients or of potential clients. But I cannot tell you how many of my referrals are actually from event planners. So me just being nice to them, showing them what kind of services I can provide to clients so that they could trust, like, I'm not available for this date, but Josie can do just as good a job, if not better than I can. Mm -hmm. So let me pass on that money stack and give it to her. Right. <laughs> pass on that money stack. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like super it. begrudging if you're an event planner, right? Because we, you're like, a oh. lot of us are like single business owners. So it's just us. So then it's like, yeah. oh, this is the instant where it would be nice if I had employees. But yeah, then tax but day would come and you'd be like, game. kidding. <laughs> Hate life. Hate yeah. life. <laughs> well, I would love to head into our talk strategy to me segment. And if you could break down three to five action steps for someone who's truly ready to start creating authentic connections, get some organic, amazing, solid referrals, what do they need to be focused on doing right away? So, referrals. There's this funny thing where people can't refer you if they don't know how to contact you. So definitely the first one is on your contact page. You should have cool. You have like a little contact us form where they can fill in their information. But can you also please, please, please have your email 
or your phone. Yeah, for the love of God, I I do a lot of searching. Google is my best friend. I love Google Docs. They should pay me to be their brand ambassador. Right, um, us too. I go on websites all the time for vendors, and I am like, cool. What I've seen so far sounds like a fit for my client. How do I contact them? And then it'll be like the contact page and you can picture it, right? It's super blank except for the name and then like a little message. And then that's it. Well, hold on a second. Uh, First of all, can I just send you a direct email? Because if I give you this, if I like fill out this contact form, like nine times out of 10, they never get responded to. Photographers are really good at responding to them. But other than that, they never get responded to. Secondly, I would like to verify that your location, because if you're a florist and my bride is getting married in Podunk, Wisconsin, I cannot hire you if you're in Iowa because the travel costs would make that null and void for how much they would save based on the prices on your website. So having your email, your phone number, I love a picture of the business owner on the contact us page and location is also nice. Plus it helps for SEO, right? Google's like crawling your page. They can see that stuff. But I also think it's super important for referrals to be searchable and seen. So you got to have a Google account for your business. If you do nothing else on that, that's fine. But if I am, let's say this is like completely not applicable for weddings, but I do this all the time. Let's say I'm downtown and I'm like, oh, where's the nearest bagel shop and I type in bagel to Google Maps and because you didn't verify your account on Google you're not going to pop up when really you could be two blocks down the way you're right there and I don't know it because I don't know downtown that well so (laughs) I think having a Google account for your business is just as applicable if you have like a calligraphy especially calligraphy because maybe it's materials that you need to like hand to your client you don't like ship them if it's like a chalkboard or something like that photography I think is key right now I could go on and google photographers in Minneapolis and like 10 will come up um I know there's 300 but only 10 Mm -hmm. will come up so I think that you're kind of missing out on SEO opportunities there and to be searchable especially by planners like myself I think that it's important to practice your elevator speech or your business pitch so that when people are saying like, what is it? What do you do? Especially at BNI groups, they force you to like say who or what your perfect referral would be. I think that's what they say. So practicing that so that it can slide right off your tongue and say it confidently, just like with your pricing, like you should be confident in your business so that when people are like, what? You charge $89 for a, a pair of earrings? It's like, yeah, the, the, you know, yeah, yeah. I really believe in the product. They're ethically sourced metals, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. You need to really be able to stand behind it. You know, Apple is never like, oh, yeah, we charge $800 for a phone, but we feel really bad. And like, here's a discount if you need it, because I know that you can't really afford that in your life. And but this is really important. And we really believe in it. But I don't know. You it's know okay. People who can't afford an iPhone. Who have an iPhone. Time. Like, oh, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, they're like, yeah, 749. Like, either pay it or don't. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Practicing your elevator speech, I think it's also important to practice active listening. So when you're networking, you're not just saying, oh, yeah, 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 but let me like talk over you and like tell you about this thing. 
you're like sitting there and you're saying, great, awesome. Okay, now tell me more about what you said about the part of your ideal clientele being, you know, really in love with love. Tell me more about that, you know, so you actually are getting to know people and they feel like you care, you care about Mm -hmm. them. And that's maybe like part of the way that I've gotten my basically competitors to refer me is because I care about them. Like I I care about their business. I want to know how their business works. And I want to make sure that they feel like if they needed something, like I'm there for them. I got you, girl. Like you want to hire me out for something? Cool. I'll totally slap your business onto my name tag and you can contract me out for anything. Another... I have two more actionable items. One would be schedule a networking event. So like I said, it doesn't have to be a big group. In Minneapolis, we have this Twin Cities Wedding and Event Professionals. That's like a really 100 people every month go to. But you could also just schedule like a coffee date. So you could reach out to 10 vendors that you really admire and you know that they're in your area and say, Hey, I'm just looking to get a couple female entrepreneurs together for coffee. Would you be available for an hour this Friday sometime in the morning? And you'd be surprised. A lot of people are going to be like, that's so awesome. I'd love to do that because I hate networking in big groups. Like I'm I haven't gotten out of the house in like seven weeks. Right. <laughs> I'm so there. Is makeup required? No. Great. No. And then just like be better on social media. So don't, don't do it as a pastime. Do it as like active business hours. I'm going to comment on other people's stuff. I'm going to look for opportunities to get referred. I know Rising Tide, they do ISOs all the time. So you can go into the search bar at the top of the Facebook group. And I do this all the time. I type in wedding referral, wedding planner referral. And actually, I was like the first person to respond to something that had been up for 17 hours. And that bride did contact me. The photographer said, hey, here's a planner. And she's not even in this state. And she was like, hey, I'd love to talk to you. So I think that stuff actually does work if you actually give it the time of day. Mm-hmm. Oh I love those. That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Those were awesome. <laughs> I hope you guys wrote those down and go put them in, into practice right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so tell us where can we find you online? Yeah. So my business, Sixpence Events and Planning Online, www.sixpenceeventsmn. That's got to be in the show notes because I usually yes, cannot we'll communicate that. Like over the phone, people will be like, where's your business? What? And I have to use the NATO alphabet to spell it out. <laughs> um, otherwise, on social media, I've got Facebook and Instagram, Sixpence Events MN, and then on Pinterest, Sixpence MN. Awesome. We'll link all that up in the show notes. We'll also link up a how to perfect your elevator pitch blog post that we wrote about in the show notes. So you guys can actually start working on that right now. So thank you so much for being here, Josie. We had a fantastic time and everybody's ready to rock it now getting those bomb referrals. Yes, definitely. Have a referral plan and do it. <laughs> yes. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today.
That's creative shop, C-O-O-P.com.